the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Olivia Hereford. Olivia is an MBA. She's a servant leader with a vision of diverse and truly inclusive tech work environments. She has a career spanning to, uh, across 45 years pioneering with the computer science degree in 1973, and she has held leadership roles in the computer hardware and software industry, as well as led consulting uh, initiatives uh, involving IT project management, organizational health and effectiveness, and of course, diversity and inclusion. And today, she brings it all together as the regional director and employee engagement for the ICT sector and, and, and she's leading a role, a workforce development role, serving the Bay Area Community College Consortium. So excited to have you on the show, Olivia. Excited to be here. Yes. So um, an added piece to your bio is we, we are so grateful and honored to uh, have received acceptance from Olivia to join uh, Love Never Fails advisory board uh, just recently. So we should have your uh, picture there up on our site. And one of the things that um, brings me, excites me about our relationship here is that we met through our common um, support and um, and commitment to survivors of human trafficking uh, while you were engaged with another organization doing some great work there with them, uh, also fighting against human trafficking and I with Love Never Fails. And we've sort of also shared this um, desire to create a bridge for that population and other underserved um, members of the community into the IT space. And so that was, you know, very exciting uh, to, to have sort of a kindred spirit in that regard. And, um, and so I want to just take a moment and let our listening audience understand a little bit more, Olivia, why, well, you know, why, why human trafficking, why underserved resources, uh, underserved people, um, impoverished people, and why IT? Well, you know, first of all, I think we all know that one of the, the, the challenge, one of the, the difficulties that underserved uh, uh, populations and people and and victims all experience in common is that it's often driven by a poverty or the inability to really be independent, financially independent upon their own. And so one of the things that I was seeing in my work in this area, and I got to admit, it was kind of accidental that I got into it about 10 years ago. But once I was introduced to it, I got really attached to uh, uh, this work. But one of the things I was seeing is that there were no bridges. In other words, we would address, you know, um, you know, their safety and their well-being and, you know, working to get them out of the cycle. But I just wasn't seeing any true bridges. And, you know, we know that, you know, if, when, when people can have work that they enjoy, that's going to give them a, a lasting uh, um, 
you know, opportunity to, to grow in their work and their experience and their learning. I mean, what better place but IT? And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I'm finding in working with the community colleges is, is that you can start right away. If you can, you know, do like, you know, six to, to, to 12 months, you can begin to get the type of knowledge and skills to at least get in and start to feel that you've actually accomplished something and actually begin to be, you know, have a living, a living wage. A living wage. And, you know, I I love that you said um, you talked about you didn't start off with a living wage. And sometimes I notice I've become very, you know, very, very uh, salary focused for our students because poverty is so prevalent and people are hurting uh, for sustainable jobs in such a big way, especially in California. But, you know, I have to say, um, as as somebody who is a person of color, who was represents that underrepresented, uh, certainly as I was growing up. Um, the tech not only afforded me the sustainable income, but it afforded me a flexibility in terms of being able to work from home that oftentimes as a single mom, I relied upon in order to uh, do my job. Uh, now we all think, you know, that's sort of a commonplace with COVID. But in years past, uh, you know, m- not very many industries were embracing this whole concept of telecommuting. And so just that alone allowed me to actually keep a job and still provide uh, safety and comfort to my children at home. And then and then there are other things that, you know, I, I had a mind that was curious about how things worked and and, and and how the, you know, how how everything, you know, how technology worked. And and I liked the innovation that came along with tech and that inspired me uh, to to be, become a lifelong learner. And so I, I love that you you started with that because, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we get paid at work, but. You know, if you enjoy what you do, what's that quote? You know, if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so is that part of your, um, you know, your motivation is to, to inspire people to do things that they enjoy as well? And I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the, one of the things about um, that I like, I mean, I have the same motivators that you talked about there is that once you get into tech, uh, there's just you you have to be a continuous learner. It changes so much. And that's what makes it exciting, because there's always going to be something new that you're going to have to do. And if you're going to do it, you're going to have to learn about it. And if you're fortunate enough, you can get into an environment where they're very it's a learning environment and they're very uh, supportive of that. But, you know, tech gives you the, the kind of environment too where if you're a self starter, there's no limits. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, there, there's always something. Let's say, for instance, you get into an entry level job in an operation center. And a lot of times you're going to jump right in and you're going to be doing your particular work. But there's so many other things going on around you. And if yeah. you're curious enough to want to know what that is or to want to get involved with that or to help and to learn. I mean, the, it's just there is endless possibilities. And I yeah. think the other thing, too, about, you know, as, as, as we were chatting before we got started here it begins to instill this problem solving curiosity that, you know, one, so that, you know, that actually becomes a a, a way of, you know, being the way, just the way you are. And all you need is just to get that opportunity to get your hands on, to get that feeling, you know, it's kind of a feeling that you said, wow, this is cool. You know, what else do you do, right? Exactly. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I, I don't, I think I've mentioned to you that we've hosted a couple of watch parties. Uh, Cisco has this program called Women Rock IT and we've leveraged their content and we brought together uh, a group of uh, survivors of human trafficking and domestic violence, a group of women. Um, one time we had a group of like 15 women there and they were watching and this woman started to talk about how, you know, uh, there wasn't a way to uh, for women in certain countries, you know, outside of the U.S. to receive medical care, um, specifically OBGYN um, appointments. And so she designed a um, a kit uh, that a, a woman could do at home to um, test for cervical cancer and, you know, using tech, right, using science. And all the women in the room were like, Oh my gosh, like, cause their hearts, they want to help people, right? So they didn't see how like learning about tech and having the curiosity unlocked 
and the sort of the the thought about like I could innovate and I could solve some of life's problems, right? Yeah. With with the, with the tech technical solution and and, and that just. I saw the lights. I thought saw their eyes open up, and so anyway. Um, so so I really we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to come back in just a moment, and I want I want to talk about some of the things that you're seeing. You know, um, in your time at San Francisco City College, you know, initially where where you know you you helped to shape the paid apprenticeship program that is help happening there, and now in your current role, like what what kinds of uh, moments have you observed in some of the creating some of this bridge and what are some of the challenges even that are being um, that we're encountering um, as this bit bridge is being built okay so we'll, we'll come right back with Olivia and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio for more information on this program visit loveneverfailsus.com that's loveneverfailsus.com we'll be right back with more right after these messages Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Olivia Hereford. Um, She is the regional director um, of a workforce development, um, I'm sorry, an employment engagement for the ICT director and a workforce development role serving the Bay Area Community College Consortium. And um, she is also uh, a member of the leadership team of the International Consortium of Minority Cybersecurity Professionals, uh, a Bay Area chapter, and also a nonprofit professional organization with the mission to increase the number and, and success of women and minorities in information security. And just speaking a little bit about security, the cybersecurity space, so we know, you know, there's a bunch of different sources and numbers floating around, but I think CISSP or ICT, IC, IS, ICS squared. Or, <laughs> all of those acronyms. Yes, all those acronyms. They, uh, they, their data reference here is that there's 1.8 million vacancies in the cybersecurity space. Now, granted, uh, probably more than 50% are pretty advanced security positions, but uh, there is a ton of those that are at the entry level. And, you know, I wanted to talk to you about, again, you have, you shaped the CCSF, San Francisco City College, um, cybersecurity, um, uh, ISA program, sorry for all the acronyms, but you, you, the apprenticeship, the paid apprenticeship program that is running there, you shaped that. Uh, before you moved into your new role. And, you know, tell us about that. Again, how did that come to be? What was the inspiration there? And, you know, what are some of the challenges, not just there, but what are you seeing across the board with community colleges um, that, you know, that are doing something similar? Well, that program was the result of an, an initiative called the California Apprenticeship Initiative. And uh, the intent of that program, I think it got started in like 2016, 2017. And the intent of that program, it was to apply the traditional uh, registered apprenticeship program to what they call more of innovative uh, uh, apprenticeships. And, and, and there, it's recognized, as you pointed out, that um, so many open jobs in information security, many of them uh, 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 
can be started or, or the, 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 the first step or are in operation center, security operation centers, and, and perfect opportunity to bring someone in and train them as they're learning. Mm-hmm. So City College of San Francisco applied for one of those grants and, and hired me as the program manager to get it set up. So it was really on the leading edge. It had never been done before. And I've got to tell you, it was very challenging. But the exciting thing was that just the interest um, uh, in students to, to, to really want to get into this field, particularly in the, in the community colleges, is a perfect uh, uh, situation. Because a lot of people don't realize it, but most of the um, practical training around cybersecurity and information security is done in the community colleges. If you go to a four-year school, most of the information security, cybersecurity programs are master's level. And they assume that you're building upon a computer science four-year degree. And in fact what they're teaching in those master's programs are being taught in the community colleges because that's the hands-on part of information security. They've learned all the theory in computer science. Now they have, <laughs> it's kind of backwards. But anyway, mm. so we set up a program um, that realizing that you can't just step into cybersecurity. You need to have a little bit of under, you know, foundational skills in networking, um, you know, network security, understanding operating environments, you know, a little bit of coding for scripting. So we have a pre-apprentice requirement to mm-hmm. uh, apply and be eligible for the apprenticeship, which is, again, we may talk about that later, but was how we got connected. And uh, it was great. There was an emphasis on uh, uh, the underserved and veterans to get them into the program. It was a lot of, of uh, what I would call, you know, the bureaucratical side of apprenticeship where, you know, you have to register with the state. You have to register with the Department of Labor. You have to have a training committee that's always looking at keeping the, 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 the training involved with the apprenticeship current. You have to have, par- in our case, we had a partner uh, uh, doing the um employer outreach, we have partnered with the San Francisco Office of Economic and Workforce Development, and they were doing the employer outreach. And we learned an awful lot from that, in that particularly in the tech environment, apprenticeship is a a very foreign idea, and a lot of times very fearful for them, because they think of apprenticeship and they think union. Mm. And uh, the tech employers um, um, <laughs> they're really they're really not big fans of unions. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, one of the things though that we we learned though uh, in that experience is that the it's not tech employers that hire these people. Mm-hmm. Information security, cybersecurity is as ubiquitous as IT itself. And I think the mistake that we made, one of the mistakes that we made in that program is that we thought, oh, we got to go talk to the uh, Splunks and the Cloudflares and the Illumios and the Palo Alto Networks. No, 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 no. We should be talking to the banks and the retailers and the healthcare and the public service. And we didn't we didn't realize that until toward the end. And then we began to make some leeway into getting these apprenticeships apprentices placed. And initially, the major interests in our apprentices were from the public sector mm-hmm. because, you know, counties and, and uh, you know, public health departments and even the fire department and the police mm-hmm. department, they have to compete for this talent. Yeah. Because yeah. why would I want to work for, you know, the fire department in San Francisco when I can go down and I want to work for Stanford Healthcare or something like that, right? Right. So that was a learning. And so one of the things that we also learned is we need intermediaries. And we're, I'm still in discussion. I'm still, even though that's no longer my role, I'm still pretty much associated with that apprenticeship mm-hmm. and um, still wanting to, you know, really keep it going. So I have been working with uh, state level um, committees on how do we continue to build upon this program. And one of the things that we're looking at is creating an intermediary, kind of a statewide intermediary 
Mm-hmm. It does all of the registration, monitoring, uh, managing the uh, um, uh, uh, committees, paying the apprenticeship, because that was another thing. The, one of the, the challenges of employers, these, and I, I think this is across the board, is that a headcount is a headcount is a headcount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's really difficult for them to want to make that commitment. So yeah. if you can get someone to say, well, I'm just going to put $20,000 to get this person paid. You take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here. So we're working on things like that. And I think that's why I came into this current position that I'm in right now, because mm-hmm. it is a focus on employer engagement. Employers are, you know, the relationships around hiring our folk is finding those employers that have the same passion and commitment that we have around diversity and inclusion and they're out there oh yeah we just have to get them we have to find them and get them engaged yeah i think too we have to find them and get them engaged and we have to make it easy for them to plug it in and they and eat and make it make you know like you you've identified the their care abouts right like I, I've designed a an internship that progresses into a short term internship to, that progresses into a traditional internship that progresses into an apprenticeship, and you know how do we hold that? Like you said, those intermediaries. How do we hold that on your our paper? Yeah. You know, yeah. as long as we can, so that we can take that burden off of them. You know, and they don't use up their headcount, right? As you said. So, yeah, I mean, just just that alone is huge. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break. Um, We're going to come back. I want to talk about the amazing internship that some of our graduates, our Google IT graduates and others around the community are participating in there with you, Olivia, and um, and uh, with NextGen. And so uh, super excited about that. We'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit Love Never failsus.com Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are in the studio today with Olivia Hereford. As was mentioned, Olivia is one of the leaders in the Bay Area Community College Consortium. She is also a member of the leadership team for the International Consortium of Minority Cybersecurity Professionals. And um, and, and my, oops, uh, Dr. Hereford is also contributing faculty at Walden University, uh, where she mentors doctoral students throughout the development of their dissertations. And I forgot about that. I did know that. Um, but um, excuse me, um, because, uh, you know, that's so important. And I know that you also um, have done quite a bit of work with conflict resolution and um, safe communication. Um, and so just all of that works so well together and is so uh, applicable, right, to this space of creating that bridge, as we were discussing, uh, between the IT world and some of these underserved, under-resourced communities and students. And so just kind of digging a little bit more into this. So you you moved over to um, a, a Bay Area Community College Consortium and um, and you have been in that role for about a year now, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and you did a presentation for WASC or WASC, no, WASC. 
W A T C. Okay. And um, uh, hi, Karen. Hi, Richard. How you guys doing? Anyway, so we 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 both were presenters in an, a comp the winter conference that just happened, and it was refreshing to watch your presentation, Olivia, where we talked about um kind of pushing i think the em employers and the it community a little bit to understand that we all need to participate in removing barriers that are currently in place that are keeping people impoverished and keeping you know some of the stats that are alarming that i shared is only 25% of the it industry are women only 2% are black and only 3% are latino that is astounding and um, and what does that mean? You know, why does that matter? Well, with COVID, you know, we saw that the most impacted industries were service industries, were manufacturing. Those happen to be where most women and people of color are working. And so they are the most impacted individuals. And then we also know we saw stats saying that those were the most impacted people in terms of illness in their families. And so it starts to have a compounding effect on these communities. And so I wanted to ask you, Olivia, you know, when you think about the, the pandemic, when you think about, um, you know, the the connection in creating this bridge, do you see it as a matter of life or death? Is it that serious to you or is it is it, a, you know, not not quite as for me, it's it, it's it's pretty critical. But I'd love to get your perspective and then, you know, and then again, you know, what are you doing uh, today, even today with all of these internships and whatnot to try and solve for that? Well, I got to say, first, I do agree. In fact, I kind of came home this morning. I just heard a little snippet on the news is that they, they're still saying we've got to get to the root of the problem as to why so many people of color are have a, such a higher, uh, dis, you know, a, a, a disproportional loss relative to to COVID, not only to deaths and illnesses, but to jobs. And it just comes down to the types of jobs right. that they're in. Mm -hmm. And it comes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the, of the, of, of the, uh, um, the, the radio show is that, you know, we've got to bridge folk into meaningful, life-sustaining type of careers. Okay. And I tell you that all resonated by a, a series of connections. Uh, I was introduced to Stephen Booth, who is the um, vice president and chief security Ooh. officer for FireEye. And um, he, 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 I guess he'd heard that both of us had similar, similar uh, uh, passions around the community colleges and getting, getting folk into jobs. And he told me just a really incredible story that, really helped me realize that this is a true ally. I mean, he, he and I are on parallel paths. And then he told a story of one of his hires. He had met a, a, a young man named Sho Harris. And Sho was working nights in a warehouse and taking cybersecurity classes at Merritt College. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Somehow he got introduced to show, got to know him and was, first of all, just amazed that he was able to, you know, work, try to support his family and go to school and uh, hired him as an intern, was just totally just blown away by his initiative and his willingness to work hard and and um, and wanted to learn more. And he says, you know what, we need to tap into this kind of talent. Mm hmm. But at the same time, how do we do it in a way that respects their need to, you know, have a livelihood? In other words, most, most, of, most, so many, I wouldn't say most, I would say, but a majority, a lot, a lot, I would say many, probably more than half of this, the students going to community colleges have to work. They have to work. Mm -hmm. So they have to try to figure out how do I learn and work and, 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 and get into a career and so that's where we, that's where, where, where we synced up. And mm -hmm. timing was perfect because he was part of a group of other CISOs who were putting together this organization called Next Gen Cyber Talent. And mm -hmm. their whole intent was to begin to address this gap that we have in the talent, in, 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 in cybersecurity talent, um, 
and particularly in a way that would diversify the workforce, the mm-hmm. total focus on that. And what the, and they were not so much around, oh, let's go find the talent and the programs in the colleges. They said, no, let's work with the people. Let's mm-hmm. work from the very beginning. We're going to train them. We're not going to expect them to have finished you know, their, their, their uh, certificates and their two-year degrees or anything like that. We're going to find people that are just getting started, want to get into the field, provide them with the training that an, an identified employer, this is what I love about their program, they go find the employer first who, who is willing to hire interns, who is willing to look at entry-level candidates and they ask them, okay, if they have this foundational knowledge, in other words, they know a little bit about networking, they know a little bit maybe about, you know, operations, operating systems and managing the environment, environments, what do we have to train them in to, for you to hire them as a paid internship? You know, no free, what I love about right. Shin, no free rides here. Yes. Our interns get paid. <laughs> and it, we, we, we're trying, we're moving them toward full-time jobs. So that's what I like about this program. They, in, they identify the employer, they ask the employer, what do they need to learn for them to be an intern? And they train them to do that. And usually it's around a tool. In other yeah. words, if one employer uses a Splunk, then they're going to train them as Splunk. If one employer uses Securonics, they're going to train them as Securonics. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. And, 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 you know, and this for me is, is it's workforce development innovation. You know, we can solve all of these things. We can learn how to create, you know, prosthetic arms and, um, you know, cure diseases. And, but we can't, you know, we're so antiquated as it relates to getting someone up to speed for a particular job. And, you know, gone are the days where we where people can afford to, to, to sit for two years and not be working and just live on, you know, uh, on their financial aid. So that is that is incredible, especially in the Bay Area. I mean, it's just not it's not even feasible. So, wow, that is incredible. And I'm so excited. And thank you again, Olivia, for um you know, kind of getting, getting our oh, students. They, are, they yeah. are so excited with yes. the quote that you have sent them because it's women. Yes. It's women of color. Yes. And that, you know, that, yep. that is really what they were hoping to see in these programs. And so I hope, and by the way, this is going to grow. So I'm really looking forward to a continued relationship here in, 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 with you and I and next gen. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Well, well, we're going to come back. I want to uh, do a little dreaming with you. What is it? What does the future hold for us? What do we, what do we want it to look like? What do we need? There are people that are listening. Thousands of people are listening to this show. Let's, let's let them know what kind of partners do we need as we move forward? So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Olivia Hereford, Dr. Olivia Hereford. We are enjoying a conversation about all things uh, underserved, under-resourced tech, um, and and really creating a bridge uh, between uh, folks that may not even know. That's the thing that I'm finding, Olivia, that the folks that I'm I'm encountering had no idea that they had a technical aptitude, had no technical experience. One individual that's coming, you know, that, 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 that comes to mind that's in the next gen internship um, was a, a young man who was working in a factory and he was reading Linux books at night, never went to a tech class in his life, never worked in a tech role, reading Linux books at night just for fun. And now, you know, he finished a Google IT program with us and now he's moved into your internship program and he's really loving it. So thank you again. Um, So just dreaming uh, a little bit about the future, uh, you know, what 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 are the underpinnings of success for this this program that you're you you know, you're working towards? Well, you know, one of the first things that uh, once we we pull together this first cohort, very quickly. That's one thing too. Is that a great thing about coming out of out of business is you learn to move at the speed of speed of business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our colleges have a little ch- some challenges with that, but we were able to do it. Anyway, one of the things that I came back to the leaders of NextGen and 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 uh, told them that this is something we really need to think about is that now we have to support this cohort. Mm-hmm. Do the things to and provide them with uh, some exposures and connections and maybe some you know other types of life skill training to make sure that um, well to ensure it as best we can that they are successful. And one of the things I'm finding in my employer engagement role is that is so often overlooked mm. um, that that. You know, if we're doing this very quickly, a lot of the things that you and I learn just basically over time and our experience of growing up, because I, too, grew up in a single parent uh, household and, uh, you know, uh, and, and it could be considered poverty. It was. But what came out of that was a resilience, mm-hmm. a sense of responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, you know, curiosity. And just the desire to be better, to do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really think that if, if we have the right support around, you know, our, our students, that will be more easily recognized by the companies, by their employers, uh, and to, you know, to provide some um, or uh, support that has, you know, takes culture and background into, into consideration. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you asked me earlier in one of the prior segments, what was the learning from the experience with the, the uh, cybersecurity apprenticeship? And that was a missing component. And, and even though it was offered, I mean, I, I, part of the program is that, you know, employers, if you like, I can give you some training around mentoring different others uh, around, um, you know, some understanding and becoming more culturally you humble, I call mm-hmm. it culturally humility, cultural humility, mm-hmm. um, but they don't, too many employers don't see that as important. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I don't know if we can make that kind of uh, mandatory, but I, the future for me, if we're, if we're really wanting to better serve and actually offer these, oppor- make sure that we, these opportunities are available and, and people, you know, take advantage of them successfully. We got to look at the whole, big picture. So, you know, I see, you know, one of the next things we have to do is raise awareness mm-hmm. of that as a key factor mm-hmm. in the success of such programs. You know, we've been talking diversity inclusion now for mm. 15 years. Right. Have, if, if not longer, you have to have, well, why isn't it working? Right. Yeah, it it has to come. And as you know, Olivia, we we developed a program called Ready, which stands for Racial Equity, Diversity and Inclusion. And it's a toolkit um, for employers. 
and it includes an assessment, workshops, and coaching. And I've approached you about being one of the speakers um, in the workshop space. And so, um, and but the, the I mean, we're talking about an eight to 40 hour engagement. We're not talking about boiling the ocean here. We're talking about eight to 40 hour engagement that provides some personal reflection and some corporate reflection. It is not a, uh, it's not that, you know, we, we got, a, we heard a lot of bad press about that DNI um, uh, training that was coming through the federal government. You know, people were all, all different schools of thought about whether it was, you know, it's not that kind of thing. Our program is not about us breathing a, a certain mindset down, you know, forcing it down the throats of the employers, but instead to make people more reflective. It's like you said, it's cultural humility. It's that's all it is. And, you know, I'll just tell on myself, we did a, we did a, um, we did a exercise in there. One of the things that we do is called a relationship map and we map out how many people, you know, what is the ethnic gender age uh, gender identity um, kind of mix of our own family, our friends, our coworkers, and we put it in this map, right? So we map that out. Of course, mine is, you know, I'm interracial. All of my, I, my all of my best friends, Filipino, uh, Guatemalan, Nicaraguense, Black, whatever. So it's like there, it's all mixed in my family and my friends, just all over the place like crazy. So that's my point of reference. So on my map, it's just all mixed up, right? So one might make the assumption, oh, well, you're great. You're really about, you know, you're, you're perfect. You're diverse, right? But no, I can still come to things with a bias because I can look at someone who has more of a mono, uh, you know, layout and go, oh, well, you might be this kind of person or that kind of person because you only, you only hang out with all blacks or you only hang out with all whites. And what I had to realize is just because I have a diverse experience, I grew up in the Bay Area, you know, that's pretty net, net normal, I think, in the Bay Area to have that kind of a layout. Someone else may have grown up in the Midwest. They didn't like, it's not their fault that their best friends are all one, you know, race or one age or one gender. Um, and so that helps, I think, and I love that you called it cultural humility because it's just coming to it and saying, hmm, interesting. You're there. I'm here. How are we going to work through this? Right? Yeah. Is that how you see it? Kind of uh, like when you think of cultural humility, what would you say are some of the outcomes that you would like to see when you see, you know, programs like that uh, happening or, you know, focus uh, initiatives like that happening? What, 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 what do you hope that will happen with the people involved? I, I hope what I hope out of out of those kind of discussions and, and workshops and sessions is, is people are just more curious about other people and not put labels or or make assumptions about them, just like in, in, in your example. And then begin to develop uh, just a habit of perspective taking, you mm. know, of, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, just walk, you know, walk in my shoes for a bit. You can do that in your mind. You can, you know, when, when, for example, one of the stories Steve was sharing with, with me is that he didn't realize he grew up in, uh, oh God, I forget the name. It's, it's, a, it's an area of Hayward that is very, very, very poor. I wish I could remember. Cherryland. 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 Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And he's white. Yeah. He's poor. And he was saying he never had any idea that. He, he was living a very parallel situation to other people because right. he just didn't have that exposure. So I yeah. think the whole intent of cultural humility and perspective taken is just to be curious, not to make assumptions about why your background makes you this and why another person's experience makes them that. You right. just have to be just open, just have yeah. an open, open mind and curiosity. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, talk about ways that you can get connected to Livia and the great work that she's doing. Um, And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. 
Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Well, we've had a wonderful time, Olivia, uh, chatting about just, you know, all the wonder, all the things that we'll do. All, we will do these things. Oh, they will I, happen. I am excited. Yeah. I'm excited, too. How can people get involved uh, with the work that you're doing and uh, reach out to you? Uh, what's the best way to contact you? Well, the best way to contact me, I I am uh, I work with all 28 colleges in the Bay Area. So it's, you know, lots of opportunities, exposure to other types of programs other than cybersecurity. Um, but and to reach me, it's pretty easy. It's Olivia, my first name, at BACCC.net, Bay Area Community College Consortium.net. And we have a great website. Um, we, we, um, our group, the Bay Area Community College Consortium, has created a, a partnership called the Bay ICT Partnership. And that's where we work with not only the colleges and the faculty, but we work with employers, we work with industry. And by industry, I mean folks like Cisco, Palo Alto, um, uh, Splunk, Amazon. We work with the, the industry folk. And then we also work with workforce development boards in the Bay Area, as well as obviously community-based organizations like Love Never Fails. And we all have the same intent. And that is to uh, get more of our, not only, you know, our students and, and, and um, you know, younger people, but um, uh, all skill builders, all people that are looking to get into ICT. Uh, and by ICT, I mean information and communications technology. It's a really big umbrella. Um, and... Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity there. It's not just cybersecurity. There are a lot of opportunities and things that we're working. So if you want to hear more about, um, you can go to the, our website. Our website is bayict, B-A-Y-I-C-T dot org. And again, my, my email is olivia at B-A-C-C-C dot net. Beautiful. And just um, in case you're interested um, you know, there um, on the 1st of February, there's a tech talk with uh, Barani uh, Raja Kumar, who is the founder and CEO of Transfer. You can go and register for his uh, tech talk. You can register for Krishnan uh, Chela, oh, Chela that's Ka- the one. Karai, the that's cybersecurity. The one. Yeah. He's the founder of NextGen. There you go. I did not yes. know that. So yes, I will you. absolutely you listen in on that. that okay. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. That's on the 16th. So please go to that website. Again, that's bayict.org and um, go to the events page and you'll see a bunch of the events that you can participate in. So that's wonderful. I also want to invite you all, if you or someone you know wants to get started in this pathway to IT, uh, we are starting a new cohort. Our kickoff is going to be March the 2nd. Um, and uh, we are we, we have information sessions starting uh, next week, all the way through to March on a weekly basis. Um, and uh, our cohort is going to be 35 weeks long. You will walk away with um, four certificates um, uh, and one, well, three certificates and one certification, A-plus certification and three certificates, Cisco-based on cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and uh, Technology 101. And so, and then you'll also receive a free Chromebook 
and you will also um, have life coaching and receive professional development. Um, so we're super excited. We're doing this in partnership with Oakland Adult School. And also um, we've received a grant from Microsoft to do this initiative. Um, so we are super excited, 75 students in the Hayward area, and we are also taking surrounding areas additionally. So please sign up today, and that is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ITBiz. You can sign up today. Those classes are grant funded, so um, they're free to you, and they're grant funded. So we encourage you to do that. Also, um, we're in conversations with a variety of high-tech companies um, that are interested in doing a mentorship internship. And that is a one-month mentorship internship where we pay our students to participate in a mentorship program with you, recognizing that they are from the underserved, under-resourced community, and they need support as they're engaging with you. And so this is a really easy way for you to integrate with what we're doing today. Um, so if you're interested in that, reach out to me. That's Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. Also, I want to encourage you to uh, sign up today for our financial freedom workshop. We are doing credit restoration and we're also doing first-time homeowners programs um, in partnership with the Carrasco family under Century 21. Uh, we are bringing in um, a uh, Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center and New Hope out of Hayward. And the four of us are coming together to help you uh, really become financially sustainable. And so there is an event bright out on our website, which is under loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. All right. Um, I think that is it. I thank you so much for being on the show, Olivia. Thank um, you for having me. Yes, it's just been wonderful talking to you. Thank you again for joining our board. We look forward to many years of breaking glass and um, um, opening new doors for people that need it so much. And of course, I want to end the show. If you haven't heard it before, or if you need to hear it again, I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.